CPA and CFP Don Cash has made it his life's work to help people like you plan their finances and achieve their retirement goals. It's time for your money and your life. Welcome to another edition of the podcast. It's your money and your life with Don Cash here with me to talk investing, finance, and retirement. And uh, we've got to go Groundhog Day, I think, is going to be the theme this particular episode of the show. So thank you for being here as always. We appreciate your time hanging out and listening to Don, who is a CPA and a CFP at Donald W. Cash and Associates. And, of course, you can find him online at donaldcash.com. That's donaldcash.com and successful retirement planning. I, I don't know. Don, is it like the movie Groundhog Day? <laughs> I guess we'll I guess we'll talk about that. One of my favorite movies, by the way, such a great movie. Uh, but hey, maybe we are heading out of the uh, the woods weather wise. You and I were just chatting about more daylight and all that good stuff. How you doing, buddy? Doing good, Mark. Actually, that's I think a big part of it as we head like away from the winter. We're still in the winter, of course, but heading, you know, thinking more about spring. Right, the days are getting a little bit longer here. We just got through a a stretch of really nasty, cold, rainy weather. January was just downright dreary, but the days are getting longer. We have two months of winter behind us. At least that's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I like that, though. Put it behind us, man. Put it in the rearview mirror. You and I were just chatting. It was like, you know, you can see that orange, uh, dusky, you know, sun setting thing later and later each day, which is always a good feeling. So I like it. And the last time we spoke, you talked about... Um, you know, the new roof on your house because of the wind damage in the winter months and all that stuff. How's that going? You know, Mark, I never thought there would be so many uh, shingle options, right? <laughs> it's like whenever you buy anything now, there's like 95 options. There's there's a slate and plastic and asphalt, there's, you know, as well as basic. And you know what they have now? Designer shingles, whatever that is. Oh, of course is. they do. Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention the variety of colors. So, We've come to, uh, we have a, actually a, a center hall brick colonial. So, you know, a basic Northeastern style home. So we chose the basic black asphalt, non-designer, I guess, shingles. So that's what we're waiting on now. <laughs> it's so funny, right? All the different things that we have out there. It's hilarious. I was just saying yesterday, I was using talk to text. And I'm like, you know, it can never get it right. It never gets the punctuation right. It never gets certain <laughs> words right. It's like all this technology, all these fancy things we have in the world today, still can't figure this one out. Uh, but what's the cost of a new roof, by the way, nowadays? You know, that's a common question that's coming up now that I'm mentioning this to friends and family members about the roof. It's interesting. If you go to Home Depot or Lowe's, they price the shingles by the bundle. Not that that helps you any, right? right. <laughs> not by the square foot. So it's not easy to calculate if you just want to get a vibe right. on what the actual products cost. But a good estimate for a, a fully installed new roof, depending upon the size of the home, is somewhere between ten and $20,000. Uh, the issue now is making sure that we really have a stretch of nice enough dry weather with above freezing temperatures to get the job done. Yeah, that's actually better than I thought. I thought it was going to be a little more than that, actually. So uh, speaking of the above uh, average temps, and what I said to begin with the show, it's Groundhog Day, or right about the time we're putting this out. Based on the old tradition of uh, old Punxsutawney Phil, uh, we will know if we have three more, only three more weeks or six more weeks ahead of us. Does it ever really matter? It seems like it's always six weeks regardless, but you know, you know how it works, right? If he doesn't see a shadow three more weeks, if he does, blah, blah, blah. So, hey, maybe you can get your roof installed. 
that's my hope. And I'm always confused by seeing the shadow and not seeing the shadow, which I mean, we're always rooting for three more weeks of winter. But now I think I got into my head. It is not seeing the shadow. Right. Do I have that right? Yeah. I, yeah. It's three weeks. I get, It's the uh, no shadow. Right. And then it's less. I don't know. I'm with you. <laughs> I could get fused either. Watch the movie. <laughs> yes. Speaking of, uh, you know, the movie was made in 93, by the way. So the That's movie right. is uh, now, what, 31 years old. So That's that right. makes you feel old. Of course, Bill Murray's great in it, right? Classic thing. So how are we going to relate this to successful retirement planning like this movie about someone being trapped in the same thing over and over? I guess the good news is, is he teaches himself a lot of things along the way. Yeah, That's a big part of the lesson, right, about, about what you learn along the way. Uh, one of my favorite movies, too. Maybe this week our listeners can watch the movie to see kind of how it matches up with the advice we're talking about today. Yeah, it's so good. It really is so good. Yeah, but speaking of Groundhog Day, today is the day of another Federal Reserve <laughs> rate hike. Announcement. Come on, seriously. We don't plan yeah. this, folks, by the way. We absolutely do not plan this. We throw these on the calendar like ahead of, ahead of time. So Yeah, and it, we always joke that it, it frequently lands on not only the day, but the exact time that we're <laughs> recording these shows. <laughs> so that is our personal Groundhog Day. So, oh, But geez. getting back to the movie... Just as a summary, as a review, the movie stars Bill Murray, of course, and Andy McDowell. The lovely Andy McDowell. She's so lovely. Tells a story of Phil, Phil Connors, Bill Murray, who is a cynical television weatherman covering the annual Groundhog Day event in Hoxatawney, Pennsylvania. That's right. Uh, Real place. Yep. And he becomes trapped in a time loop, and he forces him to relive February 2nd repeatedly. So... Very entertaining movie with a really good message. Oh yeah, no, it's a great movie, and and it and it goes it goes through the the parameters, right? He has to uh, realize what a terrible person he is, and then he works his way through all that and good stuff. So we won't give away the entire thing for those who haven't seen it. But the time loop uh, initially starts to make him crazy, and years and years and years later, I saw Harold Ramis, who had, who's passed away and directed it, said. It was a really ridiculous amount of time that had gone by. There's like all these little interesting uh, theories out there about how long he was trapped in the same day. So I won't, I'll let people go figure that out for themselves. But what are some lessons from the movie? That's a good point. We can, uh, I never heard of that one before. Oh, it's something how, crazy. It's something crazy. Like he was in it like 20 years or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. If it was 30 years, it would take us right up to today. Yeah, really. Right? So there's six lessons that we'll discuss. And the first three to deal with are the lessons of repetition and review, annual rituals, and predicting the future. Those are the first three that we'll touch on. And in the movie Groundhog Day, of course, Bill Murray is the weatherman reliving the same day over and over. And similarly, retirement planning involves sort of a cyclical process, Mark, of setting goals, uh, creating a plan, implementing strategies, and periodically reviewing and adjusting the plan. So it's a continuous cycle of assessment and adaption. That's the way to look at it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Unfortunately, for those who don't plan well, they get kind of caught in this negative cycle, kind of like Bill Murray did, of acting out of emotion and making poor decisions that aren't based on purpose and clarity around money, but out of frustration, like the character in the movie. 
Yeah, you know, and there's so many good little characters in there, so many good little uh, moments and things that happen. Matter of fact, if you've never seen it, or even if you have and you're not familiar, keep your eye out for, look, take a look at the uh, the young couple that he gives tickets to WrestleMania and see if you recognize the uh, actor there. He goes on to have uh, some pretty good success himself, quite a good actor as well. Uh, all right, so what else is next? Ooh, that's a good one. I'm going to look closely at that one. Yeah, the, the young <laughs> couple in the diner that when he gives tickets to WrestleMania. All right, that's good. All right, so the next one, annual rituals, right? Groundhog Day is an annual event, as we know. And retirement planning often involves these annual rituals, such as reviewing the investment portfolios, reassessing goals, life goals, financial goals, and making adjustments to the plan when necessary. Uh, These regular checkups and check-ins help ensure that the plan really remains, I guess, what you would describe as aligned with your goals, right? Right. Uh, and your time horizon. And of course, the risk tolerance is a big deal. Um, I had a client last week that stated that she and her husband, they want to go to Antarctica this year, Mark. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they, they're exhausted. They've exhausted all of their trips, apparently. Wow. Uh, great people. Uh, so we need to make sure that the plan can handle that expense. Yeah. It can be, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 per couple. Uh, probably even more, depending upon how... Just for all the stuff to keep you warm. Yeah, right, exactly. Not to mention all the... I'm not sure what kind of luxury excursions you have yeah, I don't in know. Antarctica, but nevertheless, I know it's a very expensive trip. So we also need to discuss the, the physical limitations, right, on a trip like that. Mm-hmm. So if there's an emergency, you're not really you know, next door to South America. Uh, it's quite a trip to get back to that area. Mm. And the preparations that come along with it, like uh, is there a power of attorney and a living will up to date and making sure that's available mm. in case of an emergency. You know, that's that's a great point though, right? Because you think, well, we're just planning on this trip. I don't want to. And then you're telling me I need to do like a power of attorney and a living will update or something, something. But you know what? I mean, chances are something could happen. I mean, it's a slim chance, right? But it's a good idea to kind of dot those I's and cross those T's. And that's not something we often think about when planning a you know, just a vacation or whatever. But this is obviously kind of a pretty cool exotic thing. So, uh, you know, so you mentioned predicting the future. Obviously, that's a big theme of the movie. Be great if we could do it. Can't. Yeah, can't, of course. Our <laughs> you and I would be, are- we'd own our own island if we had that ability living someplace, I'm sure. Yes, right. and many other things as well, but that's our right. crystal balls are broken. That's right. And they have been for some time, but that, you know, that's something everybody wants, it seems like. It's the number one question I get at gatherings around the holidays when the topic of money oh, sure. comes up. That Don, is, right? when's the market going to crash, right? What do you think? What do you think the market's going to do this yeah. year? What do you think it's going to do, you know, next month? So You should totally uh, adopt that, Phil, and say, look, I am not a groundhog. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I like that one. So while Puxatoni Phil's predictions of the weather, it's more entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. One of the major mistakes people make is really I, just trying to predict the future and make investments or even life decisions based upon predictions. We discuss this flaw often on the show over the years, right? All we need to do is look back on the past few years to see how predictions fail or things occur we never would have predicted yeah. like you know covid and the war in europe and now the middle east or inflation right is it transitory or permanent and you know during covid no one saw that coming right with the risk was deflation not inflation yeah and uh, like your the response of the market often we've talked about that too on some of these things has not been what you might normally think 
you know, so it's been very, very unpredictable of the last, what, four years. That's right. Just listen to the last show. Bad news is good news. That's right. Right. That we did and vice versa. But regarding inflation, you know, when prices go up, sometimes people really resist businesses, resist lowering them. So my daughter got married, as you know, about eight months ago. Mm -hmm. And her and her husband, the lease on their apartment that they rent is renewing in a couple of months. And the landlord sent a letter like 90 days ahead of time. And he wants a rate increase mm-hmm. on, on the uh, rent. Yet there are many more vacant properties, vacant apartments than a year ago. So, you know, they, they want, the, the landlord wants more rental income, yet they really might end up settling on offering something close to the same rent as last year. I had the same experience with one of my clients last week that he uh, rents a second home in a very, very nice area. And they wanted to raise the rent like $500 a month. And he just waited it out till almost, you know, the due date. And they kind of settled on the same rent as the prior year. Yeah. Sometimes you got to do that, right? You got to play the game. They're hoping that people will maybe just jump and get it done and get it out of the way or something. And sometimes you got to call the bluff, right? So you never know, especially when, again, it's, there's more things available. So it's very strange. Like I said, the strange time we're in. Yeah, absolutely. We're kind of in that between time where some things are inflating and they're sticking and some things are kind of yeah, settling. Yeah. Uh, but when it comes back to you know this prediction it, uh, business, people get burned all the time trying to make predictions or get hurt by unforeseen circumstances. And the bottom line, of course, you know, it's we know this intellectually, the future is uncertain, but we have to make sure that we have a plan that accounts for unforeseen events. And, uh, you know, I just think back to myself, I didn't think I would need a new roof a month ago. <laughs> right. Right. But that's the, uh, the benefit of having an emergency fund just in case something happens. Yep. I mean, you gotta have that, right. We've talked about that to we're blue in the face, uh, for a number of different reasons that emergency fund can be a fantastic thing. So good points. What about the next three lessons? Okay. Next three lessons are learning from mistakes, right? adapting to change, and just appreciating small changes that often lead to bigger results. Well, Don, I mean, we all, look, learning from mistakes can be tough, right? So we try to learn from somebody else's mistakes. Don't don't learn from your own, so to speak. Yeah, that's actually, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because that's what Lincoln said. Um, Only a fool learns from his own mistakes, I always remember that quote. I'm pretty sure that was Lincoln that said that. I feel like that's right. I, I was one of those guys in that period. I, I thought it was either that or, or maybe uh, Mark Twain or something, but yeah. Yeah, or Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. Well, I'll look that up and see what, who it was. But it's a good saying, right? Only a fool learns from his own mistake. Learn from someone else's mistakes yeah. if you can. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, Groundhog Day, Bill Murray learns from his mistakes as he relives the same day mm-hmm. over and over. And it, it, similarly, in financial planning involves learning from past financial mistakes, often our own, sometimes others, and not repeating them. So I'm reading a book now, a really interesting book. I'm listening to it on on uh, audio. Okay. Uh, that's uh, Audible. That's the Amazon. Right, right. Uh, it's, it's called Clear Thinking. And the book teaches us how to overcome, I guess they described it as cognitive mental biases, right? Which we have. Mm- yeah, making better decisions and improving our problem-solving skills in everyday life and learning from mistakes. So when re- reflecting on mistakes made in the past, 
it's usually a flaw in what they describe as instinctive thinking. So there's four problematic parts of instinctive thinking. They there are emotional, okay, one, uh, ego, okay, ego based, social pressure, mm, mm-hmm. and inertia based. Hmm, interesting. So emotional, ego based, social pressure, and inertia. I can, I mean, that that makes a lot of sense. Can you give us some examples that they've maybe highlighted for you? All right. So the emotional default is when your emotions overwhelm facts and logic, Do it right? All the time. So, right. Yep. You know, for instance, you might make an impulsive purchase because it makes you feel good. Sure. Right? You yep. see this go out to dinner because you're depressed. Go out to dinner because you had a good day. Whatever, right? Yeah, whatever, right? You yeah. know, go eat too much because it feels good. Yeah. Uh, buy clothes or buy something right. that just makes you feel good. Uh, or conversely, and I, this is not talked about much, but I see this often in, in our planning encounters, is people who decide not to do things like travel, even though they have plenty of money, because they just have this fear of running out of money. Mm-hmm. Right? That's something that's, um, that's maybe based upon an older generation. Uh, so that's more the emotional default. The ego default is when uh, you're protecting your own ideas and status. That feels better. That's more urgent than finding the best solution. And we see this a lot in our industry with uh, in finances, with people who like to pick stocks and time the market and try to zig and zag. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. See, I told you, I knew, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, they bought Bitcoin 10 years ago and yeah, uh, yeah there's a, there's an ego element of that sure. for sure. Uh, the social default is this kind of going along with the crowd or obeying of authority figures, even if you privately really just know that, you disagree. And we saw a lot of this during COVID, right? <laughs> For sure. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Masks. Yeah. Go along with the crowd and yeah. obeying the authorities, even though, you know, it just doesn't feel right. Right. Um, and finally, the inertia default is really sticking with the status quo out of habit, even when change might bring an improvement. So in the area of investing, it might be someone, they always own CDs, right? Or municipal bonds, even though they retired and they're not now high tax bracket anymore. That's what muni bonds are typically good for. Or they own tech stocks, no matter what the situation in their lives or what's going on in the world. Yeah, and I think a lot of us can easily do that, right? I mean, I've been doing this. It sort of works. I'm not going to mess with it, right? So you just kind of let it go with the flow, thereby that inertia. What's the, uh, what's the fifth uh, change? Talk about the fifth adapt change. Yeah, that adapting to change, that's another tough one, right? So, you know, just as the weather can change and that's a big issue in the in the movie, so can personal circumstances, economic, geopolitical events can change and financial planning requires adaptability to to changes in income and expenses, investment performance, health Right, that's a big one. As we get older, this change in health, so we have to adapt to that kind of change. And a lot of times, we know it's coming, we just don't know when. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and other factors too. So, being able to plan ahead in anticipation of change is critical. And one of the areas we discuss frequently is is in taxes. Right. Mm, right. So, you know, something we know it's kind of lurking as the eight hundred pound gorilla in the room is. There's a $34 trillion national debt. The current tax code changes by law in two years. 
And the IRAs in 401ks that we have are giant tax bombs. They've never been taxed. So that's where the money is to pay for all this stuff. So are, are you making the proper planning moves? That's a big question. Or are you just not able to adapt to this change? So you know, look at it this way. We talk about this a lot. The stock market goes up and down, but the money lost to taxes, it's gone forever. So we always need to adapt and prepare for change, specifically mentally. Yeah, I think that 800-pound gorilla just went all full King Kong on us, right? It's yeah, $34 trillion. That's a whole lot more than 800-pound gorilla. Uh, it's great points, though, for sure, right? So let's wrap this up with uh, the final, the last point here. Yeah, the last point would be out of the six is just appreciate the small changes that lead to big results. So getting back to the movie, in the movie, Bill Murray starts by being kind of anxious and irritated and annoyed at the prospect of reliving every day is February 2nd. However, he decides to make small changes each time, each circumstance to improve the outcome of his day, which eventually liberates him from his anxiety and leads to uh, better decisions, which lead to love and happiness and and a happy ending. Yeah. You know, and, and just improvement overall, right? I think that's what the movie's theme is about improving oneself. And we don't want to give it away for those who haven't seen it, although it's again, 30 some odd years old. So many people have already seen this, but that is the big theme of the movie. And in my opinion, as well as small changes. Absolutely. So in financial planning, health, or relationships too, making small adjustments can have a big impact on long-term well-being. So we talked about this last month with New Year's resolutions. Maybe it's the time to reassess. We talked about January 12th as being quitting day, right? Where most right. people just And I didn't give quit, up. by the way. So I'm still rolling with my diet. So Yeah, uh, tell me about the diet. Yeah, I've lost 15 pounds, man, in a month. So congratulations. That's yeah. a big deal. I didn't quit on the 12th before the 12th. <laughs> so it's been all, I think, uh, two days will be a month. So there you go. So we can all learn a lot from you. There you go. And well, the value it, took, of not- it took me 40 years to finally stick to a diet. Well, maybe 30 years to stick to a diet, but yes, <laughs> exactly. But you're closer to your goal now than you were a month ago. I, and, right? and it was, yeah. And it, while initially it was big steps to your point of this theme of small steps, it's now small steps. And that seems more manageable, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it's something little by little, you're making that progress, Mm -hmm. right, toward your goal. And for some people, you know, it might be something as simple as turning off the cell phone, right? Disconnecting from social media and going out for a 20-minute walk every day, right? So that's the little step you can take. Or for younger people, maybe setting your 401k contribution at 10%. And set it and forget it and just move on. It's about living by intention, right? And commitment and really not by feelings and feelings alone, even though we can't dismiss feelings, sure. right? Yeah. And of course, don't get discouraged if you haven't moved on all your goals and resolutions for 2024. Just start now. And even if you get to the end of the year and you haven't achieved them all, you'll be closer than when you started a month ago. Right. And a year from now, Mark, it's going to be Groundhog Day all over again. That's right. That is true. We do get the chance. And I think, you know, if you take that theme back into it, it gives us a chance to every year, which is why I probably we do the resolutions and things, it brings a new opportunity to kick some things into gear. And it's just a matter of 
getting, you know, getting it done. Little thing, little steps, little things can make a big difference along the way. And certainly in financial practice, you know, we have all these big bombastic things happening to us all the time in the world. And it feels like if we don't jump out and do something immediately, we're going to miss the boat or cause more issues. But often that causes the issues. It's the little things that actually, you know, move the needle. But you always want to check. You always want to see how it's going to affect things before you implement something uh, into your strategy or lack thereof. And that's where really a professional like Don comes in. It's so important to talk with someone like Don because that way they're that great sounding board to help you look at some of these things you're thinking about or worried about or whatever it is and, you know, see, is my emotions getting the better of me or is this the right decision? And that's what the consultation and the review is all about. And of course, Don's been doing this a long time, helping people get two and three retirement. He is a CPA, so he's looking at the tax side of the house as well, but he's also a CFP. Uh, so he's looking at the financial side. So a great resource for you to tap into. So uh, don't forget, subscribe to the podcast, Your Money and Your Life on Apple or Google. It's not Google anymore. I guess it's Apple, Spotify, and uh, and uh, YouTube. Everything's been moved to there. Or And you can find it all at Don's website, by the way. So just go to DonaldCash.com. That's DonaldCash.com. And don't forget to uh, let him know. Hit him up if you need some help. A lot of good tools, tips, resources, and ways to get in contact with him right there if you're not already working with Don at DonaldCash.com. And share the podcast with others who might enjoy it as well. Don, my friend, thanks for hanging out. Love to uh, chat with you. And it's always fun to talk about one of my favorite movies. It really is. Thanks, Mark. Absolutely. We'll see you next time here on Your Money and Your Life with the one and only Don Cash. Investment advisory services offered through Donald W. Cash & Associates, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of New Jersey.